Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Stars broadcaster Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Outside the Box. This is Rocky Russo, your head coach of the Lincoln Stars. Joined here with our broadcaster, Cristiano Simonetta, who got stuck in traffic and just barely made his way on time into the uh, studio here. But I've done that a time or two, so I'm certainly not going to hold you accountable for that one, Cristiano. Welcome. Glad to have you back. We missed you last show. We took last week off and... We're back here in the studio at 93.7 The Ticket, and uh, glad to be back on the air. Rocky, thank you so much for not only carrying. Rocky, thank you so much for carrying the show that I wasn't on a couple weeks ago. But I had a, you know, a brief run-in with the quote that Ryan Schiff, the old owner of the Lincoln Stars, once said to me when I took this job in August of 2019. You can get anywhere in Lincoln across town in 15 minutes. It took me 25 minutes to get from you know Highlands Golf Course where I'm at all the way to here it was, it was nuts. You can't get anywhere in this town no. in 15 minutes. It was and a total I live lie. I live on the south side of town. I come down to the obviously the ice box in, in downtown Lincoln every day and it doesn't matter what time I leave my house. I'm it's 20, 22, 25 minutes sometimes. So I think you can get anywhere in this town in 20 to 25 minutes. Yes. But 15 minutes is a complete myth. Yeah, no. Uh, so I was sprinting uh, down the road here. But, no, glad to be here in Rocky again. How was that hosting? You've had radio experience again with Amarillo and stuff like that, but you were thrown in the fire a little bit because, uh, you know, COVID's going around and it's scary. Uh, you know, just trying to dodge protocol and stuff like that. I didn't want to get any of the players sick. And my girlfriend was, you know, under wraps for a little bit. But you carried the show. You had Corey Courtney on. You had Curtis Brown on. Loaded show with Caden and Barico and Griffin Jarecki. Uh, how was that? You guys, I thought, did a fantastic job. We had a great time, obviously. Uh, Curtis is our, our director of player development. Curtis does the post-game show for the uh, the Sharks on NBC San Jose. So, um, he's a natural in this environment. Corey brought uh, brought so much cool stuff to to the table, talking about uh, history of the of the stars and his experience uh, being in the league now for about twenty five years, and and then uh, you know Griffin Jaracki, Caden Embarico, those guys grew up kind of playing against each other at the youth level. Now they're going to move on and they're going to play in college at a natural rivalry with Colorado College and and, uh, the University of Denver. So uh, there was a lot of cool stuff going on. It was cool for me because uh, I'm used to being kind of the the interviewee and not the interviewer. Um, I like being on the other side of the mic. It's a a cool experience. My good friend in Amarillo, uh, his name is Lance Lonard. He's in the Amarillo Sports Hall of Fame, was an unbelievable sports writer for a number of years. Retired from from the the newspaper and uh, started working on uh, on a local uh, three to five or three to six whatever it was afternoon drive called uh, the sports drive and uh, so I used to do an hour with him every week and we would talk about anything and everything above and beyond hockey and uh, and then I was a guest host a couple times and so. I uh I always enjoyed it. Lance always told me if I if the hockey thing didn't work out, I had a I had a future in radio, but uh, you know, so I actually after we did our first show 
here a couple months ago, I texted him and I said, hey, man, thank you for everything you taught me because I, I really uh, – I really enjoyed it, and I really do enjoy this. So I'm having a great time doing our show here, and uh, thank you to you know to DP and 93.7 The Ticket for giving us the opportunity to do it. Well, I always you know talk to you on Tuesdays. I talk to you before games. I talk to you after games. You have to be getting a little tired of that side of the coin. I know it's your profession; you've been doing it for you know now two plus decades. But it's the part of your life where you're tired of hearing about, hey, how do you? Uh, get through this defense or what's this neutral zone four check or why are the goaltenders so good I bet you're just a little bit tired of hearing about all those narratives so it is a little refreshing to be on the other side of that you know what and and not only that but I think this show gives us a little bit more flexibility Mm -hmm. to talk about some other stuff talk about my dislike for the NBA or or whatever (laughs) it might be but um you know it's funny I was just thinking about that but um and I think the fans actually appreciate um appreciate us being able to have some different conversation bring the players in talk to them a little bit and and obviously those pre and post game interviews are are specific regarding that game and that opponent and what have you and those are important and and I'm used to answering those questions but this gives us a little bit more uh, a leeway and and uh it was funny cuz uh the 1 year anniversary of Kobe Bryant passing away was was just recently and I said to George um, we were in Odessa, Texas a year ago today. And he goes, you remember where we were when Kobe Bryant died? And I said, I do. And uh, he, he goes, I thought you didn't like the NBA. I said, I don't like the current NBA. <laughs> uh, I loved the NBA when Kobe was in his heyday and, and uh, Shaq and, and, and Michael Jordan and, and all of that stuff. So it's funny how, how – as you get older, you get a little grumpy, I guess. Maybe I'm almost 40 now, and, and uh, I appreciate it back in my day, I mm-hmm. guess, and, and uh, don't don't exactly like some of the that these days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this show has gotten uh, gotten us the opportunity to talk about a lot of different stuff. Yeah, outside the box you're listening to on 93.7 FM, the ticket. You want to call in, you want to text in. It's 402-464-5685. That's 402 402- Four six four five six eight five. Maybe we'll get some Nebraska basketball questions in for Rocky because I know you probably would just enjoy to break down that team. We'll talk about anything <laughs> and everything. I have no problem uh, about that. Obviously, uh, I've become a uh, a transplant mm-hmm. fan of the Corn Huskers with everything except for when they play my Buckeyes. But um, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm rooting those those student athletes on. We got to have. Some of those student athletes in the house there at the Icebox a couple weeks ago it was an absolute awesome event, and um, unfortunately we missed Tom Osborne that mm-hmm. uh, that that evening, but he will be joining us later in the year, and I'm super excited about that. But uh, I know those athletes had an unbelievable time, and uh, you know our guys enjoyed getting to interact with with them, and uh, I think there might have been some sort of. Um, competition that evolved with the bowling team mm-hmm. um you know the couple of the girls on the national championship bowling team may have issued a challenge to a couple of our players because Cameron Whitehead is a self-proclaimed excellent bowler so we're gonna have to get that going because uh I want to see that personally and I think that's gonna have to be a video type of thing course. where we can show our fans how good Cameron Whitehead really is. Yeah, we went bowling last year as a team and Chase Patilla, who's no longer with us, just casually walked up as a sixteen year old and just bowled four strikes in a row and I was like, 
you sure you're in the right profession? Like, I know you're a 16 year old tender, but I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. Just roll up 20 of your best friends behind you and you just go in there with ice in your veins. That's confidence. If you're good at something, you're confident in in your ability to do it. And obviously, uh, you know, we we see our, our players only as hockey players, but there's uh there's a lot more behind these young men and uh you know it's it's funny when you learn some of the things that that they do in their spare time Noah Lava runs his own business um, <laughs> he's gonna love that you shout know out. I mean there's there's a number of different things that our guys are are good at and and uh, I think that's really cool and and uh shows the real the real story of what those young men are all about and you know branching off of that do you see that as maybe a a different evolution of the the modern day ushl player like back when you were playing in in college club hockey and stuff like that did you notice that maybe some of those guys your age back then were only destined towards one avenue where now you're seeing that dual prong maybe sometimes three different paths these guys are carving out when they're 16 to 20 well here's what i will tell you that when I was growing up and playing, there was more multi-sport athletes. Um, now there are less and less hockey players that play other sports mm-hmm. because they have to, they don't have to, they choose to and their parents choose to specialize much earlier on in their athletic development. And, and there's a huge argument about whether that's beneficial or not. You'll talk to a lot of current NHL players that'll tell you, hey, I played baseball, I played football, I played basketball. And then there's other guys that just, they lived and breathed hockey 365 days a year. And I'm a believer that being a multi-sport athlete makes you a well-rounded athlete. But there's there's a lot of people that'll tell you, hey, it gets you behind the eight ball. Uh, your development in those summer months is, is not, uh, it's not staying with the rest of, of those kids that are getting the specialized coaching and the, and the, uh, the skating and, and the summer tournaments and everything else. So um, certainly an interesting concept. But what I will say is kids are smarter these days, right? Like they have access to more. The Internet gives you immediate feedback, immediate answers. Uh, they're, um, they're more driven to, to do other things. And, and that's why you see a kid like I, I had a paper out, right, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. I was maybe working in the summer a little bit. When, when I was 15, 16, 17, I did not have the wherewithal to start my own business when I was 17 years old. And um, hats off to Noah for being able to do that. And, and uh, I have a lot of respect for that. And you have a lot of guys that are, you know, you, like you said, they're taking in all that knowledge and stuff like that. And they have all these different perspectives and they have all these different, you know, people in their ears. Have you seen that as uh, maybe not necessarily an obstacle, but something that you're not used to a player coming to you and having their opinion about their play and they have so much knowledge and they think everything is one way but then you have to you know kind of bring them back down to reality you may have read this you may have seen this may have been told this but this is how I'm you know trusting the process here in Lincoln there's a beautiful saying that we have in our office and I'm sure most hockey offices the video doesn't lie and so what we will do is I am all ears when it comes to the players' opinions, thought processes, you know, when, when we're working on power play, like, we're asking guys like Joe LeMay and Aiden Thompson, like, what do you see out there, right? Like, they're doing it, and we're watching video, and we, we have systems, and we have structures, but what do you see, you know? And Thompson will be like, well, I think if, you know, if we go down and we move Johnny 
lower in in the bumper or higher in the bumper that's going to open this or open that and and so um their opinion is vital to us and and i'm not i don't have an ego you know for me it's it's what can we do to win as a group um you know my my assistant coaches are incredibly smart they always say surround yourself with people smarter than you i've done that both george and art are far smarter than i am um and and they bring a great fresh perspective on a daily basis and so um you know but if you're going to come in the office with opinions and thought processes, like be prepared to get my opinion and thought process as well. And, and, you know, if you think you're playing well, are you telling me why you're doing something like we're going to sit down and we're going to watch the video. And then I'm going to tell you why I think you were wrong and where I think you can improve your game or where you're doing a great job. And a lot of that comes to uh, awareness, ice awareness. And, you know, we'll have our weak side winger, asking him to slash across the ice and he wants to stay wide. And, um, you know, we had that instance a couple weeks ago and um, one of our players came back to the bench and he's like, well, I got the puck. And I said, yeah, you got the puck and you crossed the blue line and you threw a little muffin wrist shot at the net and the goalie stopped it and that was the end of the play. I said, because you're by yourself on that far side of the ice, you don't have any support, you're easy to defend and you don't create a threatening offensive opportunity. Had you done what I asked you to do, which was slash across the ice you would have opened up the ice that you took for our week's id we would have created numbers entering the zone we would have had to push their d back we would have had a line rush and then hopefully off extended offensive possession and he's like oh that makes sense and i'm like well i've been trying to teach you this in september um but that's coaching 17 and 18 year old kids and and uh i love the fact that they they have their own thought process and their own mentality it's it's a it's refreshing because they're not robots when i was a kid i was a robot my my coach told me to do something i did it i didn't even think about it and because of that when i first started coaching i didn't have a really good understanding of x's and o's like you just did your job and you didn't really think about why you were doing your job you just did it and now we start with why and and you know, these kids want to know why they have to do it and and how it benefits them. And I think that's a great thing. I think it really challenges the coaches. It helps us to think outside of the box, and it helps us to develop the players in a great way. And you are listening to Outside the Box here on 93.7 The Ticket. But also, Rocky, when we go back to a structure game plan of hockey, it's a lot different from, like, football or, you know, baseball where – you're just trusting those guys out there. Sure, a sequence can happen where, okay, it's a shift for three seconds, that's it, and then you can bring the guys back to the bench and say, okay, here's what uh, I want to see out there. But sometimes you get a sequence we had in Sioux Falls where it was over eight minutes without a whistle. So you don't really have those Patrick Mahomes, or you can have those Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey audibles at the line like you saw a couple weeks ago in Buffalo. Weird comparison, but do you see that during the play that sometimes the guys will deviate from your structure and you got to bring them back in like you just said and say, hey, we just talked about this five minutes ago. This is what we need to get back to for the best of our own team. Every single game, every single period, uh, a lot. And, and that's okay, right? Like, that's why we have multiple dry erase ports on the bench and media timeouts and, and intermissions. And, you know, we might not be able to get a ton accomplished in-game with the exception of a media timeout, which you really can only hit one quick thing in a media timeout. But we are able to grab a guy and kind of say, hey, you know, do this, do that. Um, you know, we need to get the iPad on the bench because we have the we have the ability to have that video streaming on the iPad. And uh, that's something that we're working on. And, and uh, you know, hopefully 
that that gives some instant feedback here look at your video right here watch your last shift uh you know you see the infamous tom brady who has just retired you see him smashing microsoft <laughs> surfaces on the on the the sidelines when he's not happy we won't be breaking our ipad but um but you know you get instant feedback as a player and and i think that is uh, such a tremendous teaching tool that's a good segue into the last playoff games of the weekend because obviously we're not just a hockey show. We love to break down hockey, but I know you're a big football fan. What were you doing uh, this weekend uh, watching those games, perhaps the AFC uh, divisional round to get to uh, the AFC or, excuse me, the AFC championship, the NFC championship? Those were two, once again, unbelievable games. And uh, what was your take on both of them? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I watched the games the week before. I I barely watched any football at all this weekend um I was gone I mean we were, yeah, gone, we were gone uh Tuesday night Wednesday Thursday Friday got home Saturday we had practice Sunday um I came home and I spent every moment I could with my two daughters and my wife and um I flipped the I flipped the Rams game on briefly uh growing up uh, Ed DeBartlow Jr. was the owner of the San Francisco 49ers. He also owned the Pittsburgh Penguins at one point. And so I always had a little bit of love for the 49ers, especially, you know, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Like, they were so good when I was a kid um, that uh, that I was keeping an eye on that game a little bit. Um, you know, and then the other game, you know, the Bengals, Cincinnati, you know, Joe Burrow, it, there's just there was a, a pretty cool storyline there. Um, I can't believe the Cincinnati Bengals yeah, are in the in the, the Super Ohio Bowl. Kid over here. What? They haven't been in the Super Bowl since I was like eight or nine, and they got destroyed by the Forty ers yeah. if I remember, fifty five mm -hmm. to whatever. And I was a kid back then. I um, but I remember that game. I actually remember where I was. Ironically, it's so weird some of those things. But um, you know to watch, and they were like I flipped it on, and they were down twenty one ten or twenty one three, whatever it was, and I'm like. Well, that game's over, and then so I went back to playing with the kids, and all of a sudden, 27-24, I'm like, what? 30-27, whatever it ended up being, they won the game, and the Cincinnati Bengals, the lowly bungles, are in the Super Bowl, and I, I thought it was just such a cool thing for football because all in this kind of same moment, you segue from, you know, Drew Brees just recently retired, Tom Brady retired, Ben Roethlisberger retired, like... You're seeing that old regime, Philip Rivers, those guys that were the quarterbacks of, of my generation, right, are, are kind of turning it over now to the Patrick Mahomes of the world and, and obviously Joe Burrow and, and um, you know, Joe Burrow, I don't want to, I don't want to jump the gun, but doesn't Joe Burrow remind you of Tom Brady yes. a little bit? Like, it's it's amazing how he is so calm and cool and collected, and he's not a super athlete like some of these other guys are, but he's just a winner, man. And and uh, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if we usher out Tom Brady as as the goat, right? No question about it. Um, and and usher in somebody that can create that type of of push. And obviously, everyone wants to compare Mac Jones to to Brady, but the Burrow comparison is so much better. And then you look and I was a massive Peyton Manning fan my whole life. And think about how many Super Bowls Peyton Manning would probably have if it wasn't Absolutely. for Tom Brady. Um, you know, and, and you can make that comparison in the NBA. How many championships did Michael Jordan take from guys like John Stockton and Carl Malone and, and what have you. So um, Peyton Manning was unbelievable. Like 
his command and and his ability to change plays and everything that he did was was unbelievable and so um it would be awesome to see Patrick Mahomes and and uh Joe Burrow kind of become that Brady Manning type of of rivalry with such incredible respect between Brady and Manning but those AFC championship games are pretty cool for a long time. Yeah, Joe Burrow going to LSU and transferring and throwing 60 touchdowns. It was kind of like he was playing NCAA football 2014. Oh, they were like completely loaded. Like, let's not. Sure. They're loaded. Sure. And and everyone wants to say, oh, the, <laughs> the Buckeyes picked Dwayne Haskins over, yep. over Joe Burrow. Like, that clearly didn't happen. Joe Burrow's hand was broken, and oh, by the way, Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback of the year and threw 54 touchdown passes and seven interceptions that year. Like, it's not like they picked a scrub, and then Burrow goes down to LSU, has a mediocre season, Mm -hmm. and then rips it in the following year, and I'm happy for him. That's an Ohio boy. Exactly. Athens, Athens. Ohio, right? Like, I spent a lot of nights in Athens, Ohio (laughs) at at Ohio University, so... um, you know, really, I'm happy for Joe Burrow. And, yeah, he, he won a championship and a Heisman at LSU, and I think that's fantastic. But he was a Buckeye, and he's an Ohio boy, and, and now he's repping an Ohio football team. Like, you can't – what a great story. Did you see, like, some of your friends and maybe, like, distant people from your life that maybe on social media you saw saying, oh, my God, the Bengals in the Super Bowl and stuff like that, knowing that you're from uh, the Youngstown area and stuff like There's, that? There are so many people that, that are rooting for the Bengals, yeah. um, and most of them – it's it's funny. Most of them are are Browns fans that have just resided to the fact that the Browns are going to be miserable till the end of time. Um, but you know, there were high hopes for the Browns for the last couple of years, and and then the Bengals get a quarterback, and he's coming off of of a major injury too. And for him to come back and do what he's done has just been pretty in, incredible. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction? I know it's very very early. You know what? I I don't. I I think that. Uh, I need to put a little bit more thought into that. The Rams are a pretty, pretty good football team, mm-hmm. um, and and they've got a really good coach. I think Matt Stafford is finally getting an opportunity. Um, you know, you've got Odell Beckham, and you've got Ramsey, and like like they're special. Von Miller, like, but there might be a team of destiny that's rooted in Cincinnati, Ohio right now. And I think that would be pretty awesome. Joe, who is it? Joe Burrow. And who's the, uh, is it Jamar chase? Who's from the, yeah. those two guys have never lost a playoff game. Don't believe so. Between college and, Any and level. pro. Yeah, yeah. Like that's nuts. That's pretty impressive. All right. I think we're going to go to our first caller ever. So I apologize for, you know, keeping you on hold, but let's go to the phones. Line number one, you're calling into outside the box. Hey, Coach and Cristiano, this is Gene, a longtime listener, first-time caller. Hi, Gene. How are you tonight? Well, do you have an alter e- alter ego here? I see Alex James. That's why I was confused when you put it up on the board, so I apologize about that. But what is this, uh, your Marvel movie coming out, Alex James, or what? I have no idea who Alex James is. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm usually Gene from Lincoln when I call in. Hi, so Gene from sure. Lincoln. How are you tonight? Thank you for calling in the uh, outside the box on the Absolutely. Honda of Lincoln hotline. You betcha. Absolutely. So I have three things for you tonight. First off, um, I think the billets need to have access to the hoodie you're wearing tonight, coach. They're, they're, they're BA and I've been, uh, I've been admiring them for a couple years. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Fair Ooh. enough. I will, I'll file that one away. <laughs> when you, when you do this bowling competition, make sure you go to, uh, to the women's home, home alley 
I don't know if you bowled out there or not, but it's uh, the old school pins that have the ropes on top of them that like pick them up and drag them away. It's uh, pretty. It's pretty cool. So we're gonna um, give these national champions home lane advantage on top of it. Whitey's well, not gonna like that. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? I want to see this though. I haven't it's, seen it it's old, old school, school bowling. I've not so. seen the old school pins before. So absolutely. Yeah, well, if you need a if you need a place to celebrate uh, one of your daughter's birthday parties, they do that out there. You can go out there. They'll give you a pin. They'll they'll sign it. They'll do all sorts of stuff. So go check that out out at the East Campus Union. Awesome. Do you awesome. have a question? I do have a question, and I know I don't want to talk about anything on the ice. Uh, you guys just barely crossed the halfway point of the season, yet we're five months in. So psychologically, uh, you guys really seem to be clicking. Now, uh, you know, this team has great team chemistry. I get to see it in the hall. I get to see it at home. I get to see it on the ice. Um, but you're now five months into an eight-month season, but you still have just about half of your regular season games left. What do you do? How do you go about keeping 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids engaged mentally in the process as you get into this grind where you're going to be playing a ton of games now down the stretch, especially when you're – that's this much in the in the heart of the playoffs, Jason. It's a great question, Gene, and and for us, it's a it's a number of different things. First of all, it's selective time off. We took the day off yesterday. We practiced Sunday and then took Monday off, knowing obviously that that we have three games in three days this weekend. Um, it's getting away from the rink a little bit. Uh, Art and George and I were talking about doing some team building away from. Uh, from the ice box and and kind of finding some alternative things to do um, it's it's a little bit more focused and shorter practices at times today we just did skills so we brought our forwards out for 40 minutes and then we brought our d out for 40 minutes and worked on some skating and and uh, some different things for those guys um, so it's it's changing up the routine while also still making sure that you have a routine and and uh, you know, the video can get stale if you just kind of watch last week's games and next week's games. And um, George does an awesome job of mixing in NHL clips and, and college clips. Um, I try to I try to throw in a, a, a speech from a different um, motivational guy that that I like from time to time. In fact, I just pulled one for um, a couple days ago that uh, Inky Johnson had put up. He's one of my favorites and. Um, you know, we, we take some time to show our guys that stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and then it's it's just, hey, the more you win, the more fun you have. And, and uh, you know, they they know what they signed up for when they got here. They know it's an eight-and-a-half, nine-month season, and it's a grind. And um, you've got to be able to deal with the dog days so that you can get to the fun stuff in the spring. Gene from Lincoln, thanks for the first-ever question outside the box calling in on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. If you want to join Gene, that's 402 402- Four six four five six eight five. We'll be back with more outside the box on ninety three seven. The ticket.